Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Welcome to another episode of But Am I Wrong, starring two people who have not once ever been wrong. We've been hot. We've been gorgeous. We've been smart. We've been eclectic. We've been hilarious. We've been aspirational. But we've never been wrong. We've been gassy. We haven't been wrong. God. Well. (laughs) Sorry, triggering for you. It's an aspiration for me. I would love to be a little gassy today. It wasn't even that. Just... Imagine yourself sitting in a class that you're not a class, a group that you're supposed to be leading. And you're like, I got us. I got five minutes. 
When I tell you the first time you told me you were going to do this, I said, what happens if you get diarrhea? And, and you said, I, I don't like, know. Hmm. You're not well, worried. Here we I go, are. I'm always worried about having that. It was my fault. Because yesterday I had a recording in person that wasn't at my home. I had to go to that place. And I was like, I have no groceries. So I'm going to stop at Trader Joe's on the way. But I was so hungry too. Yeah. And there's no Trader Joe's like really in a straight shoot at all. Yep. And so I ended up, I was like, I'm going to take the streets because we've ended at 430. So not getting on a highway. No. Especially on the east side. So I'm like, I'm going to take the streets. And that way, the closest Trader Joe's was the one at USC. And you did this to yourself. I did. And I was, it, it took me an hour to get there and I was starving. And so, and I was like, maybe if I just eat, a I got one of the wraps. And I was like, if I get, just eat the chicken out the inside of it, I'll be fine. It was fraternizing with the enemy. <laughs> well, I, I, I feel bad for your bowels. Um, but I will say I, I'm hoping for some of that energy for myself. Desperately. I hope for for you too. I promise we won't keep talking about pooping. But if you want to hear us talk more about pooping, just subscribe because like yeah, you want to listen to all of it. the episodes. Like we're we we keep you up to date. You're talking to two people who ca- are, cannot digest a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And do you think you have IBS in general? I don't really know the definition of I know it's irritable no bowel syndrome, no. but I don't know really what it is. And it seems like everybody has it in some form anyway. So like why Why put a label? <laughs> yeah. No, it's just like my tummy is angry and there's nothing yeah. I can do. Mm-hmm. But I, when I was in Houston, I mostly just ate meat everywhere. It's so much better. Stomach was, stomach was perfectly fine. I know. Get a little backed up, but like perfectly fine. Yeah. Delicious. Well, um, yeah, subscribe to the rest of our shows because it's always it's, it's a topic of conversation at all times. Mm-hmm. But this show, if you're new here, this is But Am I Wrong, where we pitch things in our own life, circumstances, situations, hot takes that we're like, hey, are we wrong? We're never wrong. But then we read your submissions from one of our other segments. We tell you if you are wrong. And then finally, we also talk about pop culture and current events. And all of it is under the umbrella of who, who is wrong. And we give our input, but you also get to give your input. You also get to get, get to give your input. Sorry, I didn't enunciate that very well. You can head on over to our Instagram stories where we post all of the segments and all the things we talked about on the episode so you can vote who you think was wrong. And then on our Friday episode, which is titled Fisting Friday, you can also send in your thoughts spelled with a OTS or mm-hmm. with the other one. I can't remember how to spell the other way off the top of my head. And we will read those aloud. And it's a good time. It's a wonderful time. But we'll get into each of like what the segments are specifically before we do them, but just know it's um, ethical shit talking or and requested, solicited shit talking. And also just shit talk. <laughs> Good. How are you doing? I didn't I didn't ask you like how your weekend was. We didn't get into it on See You Next Tuesday. My weekend was great. My in-laws ha- were in town. They literally just left today. We have a new member of the family. Our niece was born and she's adorable. She's a little chonkster, which is shocking and surprising because her brother was, he was very tiny and very alien like when he was born. So she's got like chubby cheeks. She's like just, she's 
she's she was she was cooked. He was not as he w- he was a little undercooked before. She's adorable. It's fun. We hung out. A lot of family hanging out. And then Matsu's par- parents have just like come over and hung out here with us. And then I also did a little bit of fall decor shopping for More? transforming. Well, I ordered something from Bezos Emporium and mm-hmm. some cute stuff. And then Matsu's mom also got me these like little Halloween lights. And our neighbors are like very into Halloween. And so I looked over this morning and I was like, these bitches have fully decked it out. And I'm about to be like, where'd you get half? The-? Like, I need you. They're like creatives. But Halloween mm-hmm. is like their holiday. Like they, and they weren't, they didn't live here last Halloween. So they, one of the first things we met them, they asked, they're like, what was Halloween like here? And I was like, the best day of my goddamn fucking life. So Love I'm looking it. forward to it. But everyone's got like cute Halloween decorations. Like it's, it's starting. I'm excited. And I'm pretty excited. So yeah, that's pretty much what I... But I did. And then I also, I haven't posted it yet. Hopefully by the time this is out, I will have posted it, which means I would have gotten more work on it. I saw, saw someone who was using Procreate to make um, a little digital scrapbook thing with their photos and like draw, not just on the photos, but like collage and scrapbook the photos. And so I started doing that, which was fun. But yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm mad at Sprouts because they haven't had like any of my snacks for a really long time. I'm sorry. Did you try ordering it on the app and they'll bring it from a different store i could probably do that but i'm lazy oh and then i tried to build a light and i was looking at the image upside down the whole time and turns out it was a standing light when it was meant to be the ceiling light and monster's was like why does this have a plug and i was like oh i was looking at the picture upside down maybe ikea accepts returns with receipts did i have a receipt no but i had an ikea family card and i took a picture of where the bin was, like on the, the thing. So like when the day that I was buying it. So I had the day that I bought it and my family card. So everybody get an Ikea family card because it was returned in 0.2 seconds flat. I have one. And I got a Christmas tree. Uh, I set it up yesterday and I was like, I hope to go. And like, you've in set front it of our up big, yesterday? Hold up. I set it up in our big bay window and I was like, I hope our fucking neighbors don't see me being like, bitch, what are you doing? Everyone is just pulling out their Halloween decorations. But I ordered it from Target and it was one that I also saw on Wayfair, but we needed one like the one we had from our old place that we used last year is far too fucking big for this house. And so they were still on sale now and like full stock. And so I was like, I want to get it. And then if I don't like it, I can return it in store and then buy another one that's still on sale because it's not Christmas tree season yet. And I liked it. I took it down and put it back in the box. You went through all that effort. Yeah. It would have taken me a lot longer to like take it down once his parents were there. So I was trying to be like, I've got it together. I'm glad that you did things that you enjoyed. Thank you. Shall we get into the episode now? I think it's a wonderful, amazing, life-changing idea. You're up for, but am I wrong? And that's when we share things either from our personal life, hot takes, rants, that we'd like to present to everyone and uh, we'll vote on if it's wrong or not. Mine is a a hot take slash rant. Okay. And it is merely just a sentence. We should know less about each other. Comma. I agree. Unless what I'm finding out is juicy or morbid gossip. Because it feels like right now people are telling us things that I don't need to see, I don't need to hear. But then there are other things that I go... Why did you remove all the pictures of you and your husband on social media? And I'm going to have to deep dive. Like, I'm going to have to figure all this stuff out. Like, 
you inherited a whole lot of money. I would like to know which family member has passed and how they accumulated their wealth. Like there are those things there, but you and I don't need to see is people just sharing absolutely everything, which is that rich coming from me? Yes. But I think about the things that I'm sharing beforehand. And I think in the, the, the age and era of TikTok, people don't, they know conceptually that any video can blow up. And so they're willing to go through great lengths to kind of blow up. But then they, they <laughs> there's not, no offense, there's not a lot of hard work put into that. It's just kind of like a concept and a notion. Then it happens and they go, oh, fuck, I actually don't like this. This is really scary and really hard. And the two Why'd you examples, say no offense as if I had done this? Oh, no. No, not at all. <laughs> but like this spurred from two things. First, we've all seen the video Melissa sent it to me. Cruel woman. The love surge video, which <laughs> I feel bad for that woman where I go, that is an inside thought. Like there are, if someone filmed Mots and I, that is one of those things that like, I would never put that on the internet because I'm like, you know when you're being gross and cringy as a couple, but like other people don't need to see that. Uh... I don't feel better for it at all. Did you watch the other videos on their channel? No, because, because that's as soon as you kind of, me, I removed it. That's the brain. kind of videos that they put on their channel. Like, okay, that well, then she terrible. cried about it. And here's the thing. I don't need to know this about you because if I know this about you, there are certain things that like, you have to read the room, know the audience, but also... If you put something into the ether, you don't know how people are going to react. And like, you know how you filter some of the information you tell maybe your parents or your friends or your coworkers. The internet is not promising that they are not going to make fun of you to your face. Like, so to me, I'm just like, don't share that. Don't share that. We all do gross, annoying, cringy things as a couple. And like, Mats was like, this is disgusting. He goes, someone could probably film us and we'd be just as good. But like, we would, I was like, yeah, but we would never fucking film that. Like, would never put that online. And then the second one was a girl, I think it was started on... Twitter, but she, no, it was, no, it started on Instagram where she did a video being like, my boyfriend and I, like, have been living together for a couple of years and like, just like a little life update. Um, he has moved out and we're still together. Like, our relationship isn't changing or anything like that. But like, you know, his brother graduated college and like, him and his brother have like always, you know, they've always wanted to live together. And so like, now they're going to like live together. And it doesn't mean anything about our relationship. And I'm like, Nobody needs to know this because now you I have hundreds too. of thousands yeah. of people being like, girl, what? Also, from what I have heard from through comments and how other discourse about this, these brothers grew up together. They lived together for at least 18 years. So, or not at least, but like potentially over 10 years. And so it's like, they've already done this. Like we're just backtracking in this. You don't have to address everything. Like you... The, the same kind of energy that these people give of gatekeeping where they got their genes, we don't need to know everything about all of this because then when you turn around on the internet and you're like, oh my God, how could the internet be so mean? I'm like, I am so sorry. You handed us, you handed me a bomb and then you said, don't throw it back. And I'm like, I'm like, underhand fucking soft ass pitches here that like, yes, people are knocking on the park. Like it's not even, people don't have to try very hard to make fun of you when you give them all of this. Just stop. Just stop. But tell us the things we want to know about. If you have a secret boyfriend, no, I want to know who that boyfriend is. It's not a secret anymore. That's what I'm saying. Like, if it's a secret, let me figure it out. Give me, like, make sure that I can figure it out in one to three clicks. Like, I want that. Like, how did you make your mass amounts of wealth? Tell me, oh, my husband has committed tax fraud. Like, that's, that, that is the stuff I would like to know. But like, 
give me the juicy stuff or give me none at all. So I agree. That's mine. I agree. There's even like just thinking about people that I like went to school with at any point in my life. If the internet wasn't around, I'm never supposed to see those people again. They shouldn't know what's going on in my life either. But we shouldn't know how many celebrities don't bathe their children. I saw this video like two days ago where somebody was like, the professional nanny was like, yeah, they may not be bathing their children, but we're doing it for them. <laughs> so that's what it is. She's like, those children, they have nannies. They're like, our kids like, don't stink. And they're like, yeah, why do you think they don't stink? We're, exactly. We're yeah. And it was somebody that said she worked for somebody famous in the same way. So their children are Checks getting bathed. <laughs> if I was an, a, ch- a child of, and then I grew up, I'd be like, why'd you get up in there and tell them that like, I have a dirty ass. Yeah. When I didn't, I was literally no. getting bathed every day. By my nanny. Mm-hmm. While you were off doing what? I don't know. Not bathing yourself since you Mm-mm. think it's okay. Attending Scientology meetings. Womp. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I agree with you. People, the, lo- the love surge person, their whole account is cringe. It's a lot of stuff. So then why did she cry? Much, I don't know. I think because that one was the one that people were actually responding to and they probably didn't have that much attention until yeah. people saw that one and then she was living her life as normal then that one got a lot of traction mm-hmm. and that's what they do in there every day yeah people think the internet is a safe space and i like firmly believe like the only things that you should put out online are things that you'd be comfortable with your best friend and your arch enemy knowing like and yeah. if they both say good or bad things about it it doesn't doesn't change like you should be able to stand by what you're saying regardless of who the audience is yeah but it's test it's something you have to learn mm-hmm. and the love surge is a lesson write it in the books well you're not wrong thanks here's mine it's a real catch 22 here where did that phrase come from i'll google it so i i gave all the details most of the details about my um, business trip this past weekend to Houston. And I happened to be in town the same weekend that Beyonce's concert was. So I got tickets. And so... coincidence here. I know. And so while I was there on my way to the concert, we got an Uber. So on the way to the concert, we got an Uber as one does. It was the first lady. We're like, yay, we got a lady. Because we've been there the whole weekend and hadn't seen a lady Uber driver. We get in and she's like, let me check your bags to make sure you have the right ones for the concert. I'm thinking, yeah, a real girl's girl here. And then she started talking about how the people that she'd picked up yesterday for the concert had like these big designer bags and they had all these like different outfit changes because they were going to do like a photo shoot. And she was like, your bags are going to be thrown in the in the trash. They're like, really? And then she said that she pulled up the information and read them and then they went back in i was like cool thank you for the story so we're driving along and then she proceeds to tell us that she has and by us i mean my friend Catherine proceeds to tell us that she has a medical condition in which she shouldn't be driving shut the fuck up and she said that she went to the doctor and the doctor and according to her, the doctor said it was just a state of mind if she should be driving or not. Can we give the precursor that you have anxiety, like you get stressed about that, but specifically 
other people in charge of the transportation that you are riding in is like up top there with Melissa's worst, like your yes. worst day ever. You don't even like to be a passenger in someone else's car when you're riding shotgun. Like you like to be no. the driver. I like to be the driver or in the backseat, but I prefer to be a driver because I like to have control of the situation. But I do, you know, Uber a lot. And I have on my Uber, I have it set to don't talk to me. But Catherine had ordered this one. Mm. And I think because the the reason I have it like that, I, I love a good chit chat when, you know, it's not somebody who knows where I live and, <laughs> yeah. um, y- you know, might start sharing too much personal information. I'm like, Ooh, no, you don't need to have all my information. You know, yep. if we keep it so no one's talking, there's no sharing of information from anyone. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually glad this woman shared because she she just kept talking on and on and on and said that the week before, or no, it was a month before she had been in a car accident and she just got her car back a couple days before. And so she had been, hadn't been driving all that time. And also that it was, she had bought a used car and she was like, and two of the tires are bald as we're getting on the highway. She's like, yeah, I'm going to get them changed later. What? We should know less about each other. <laughs> what are you supposed to do with that information? What am I supposed to do? What, like, truly, what am I? Like, and then she's like, giving us all this information about how she's her father's primary caregiver, even though he lives in like Iowa, somewhere in the Midwest. I think she said Iowa. But I'm like terrified for my life. Me and Catherine are exchanging looks. We're on the highway. So it's not like we can just get out and saying that she drives to go get him. And we're like, you told us that you have, you're not supposed to be driving. <laughs> And you and, got in a car and accident last Iowa. month. And she's also telling us about her boyfriend who is also an Uber driver. And they have like little romantic no. time no. where they'll pull no. over. And then he calls and she what? puts him on speakerphone. And it wasn't like he was really saying anything, but it's just the fact that she's ta- knew taking the call on speaker while she's driving and giving us all this information and on ball tires. Is, ma'am, is this is this the boyfriend who you rendezvous with on your uh, in parking lots? Yeah, and I just I just don't think that I should know all this information about this woman, and then in, my safety is in jeopardy. But the real catch twenty two here, the John Quinones dilemma. What would you do? We end up, when we got to a place where we could get out the car, which was only a few, like a, a, it would have been just like another block. We just got out and we're like, thank you. Like the way we hopped out this car was incredible. I'm glad she <laughs> like, could make a full stop on those bald tires. <laughs> Luckily, because everybody was going to the concert, she was, barely, we were just creeping along anyway. So it wasn't yeah. like she was speeding down the street. So we just hop out the car and kind of just like grab each other like we survive. We survive. But through all this, she told us she was like, if I didn't drive, I wouldn't know how I would make money yep. doing Uber. And she said she was like, This is how I pay for my health care and all this information. She's like, I don't like I truly don't know how I would make money. So 
If you were in this situation, and this is how we're going to pose it to everyone. If you were in this situation, would you report them to Uber for safety reasons? Because them driving is a hazard to both themselves, the people in the car and other people around. Or do you not say anything because then she won't have a job? Well, here's where ADHD plays in really well for me is if I don't, if I say I'm going to think on it, it leaves my brain. And so in the likelihood possibility, I probably would not report, not because I think that's the right thing to do, but because I would think on it and then I would forget to do it. So I don't have to make a decision in that, even though that in itself is making a decision. I don't know what I would do in the end, because I think I would probably in the moment suggest like, have you ever heard of doing like Turo where you can like rent your car out and other people have or drivers on that? And I mean, it's not great. But um, she wouldn't be able to rent that car out in the condition that it was in because Toro does an inspection of the cars. Oh, fair. I mean, see, I also kind of operate in the sense of like, if you're telling me about this, you you were handing me information knowing that what I can do with said information versus someone who's like being like someone who's shady, who's like hiding all of that stuff. I'm like, you're out here saying something about it. How was she as a driver? Terrible. She also oh, no. said that I would have. She also reported. said that, which I forgot to mention. Now that you say that, she also said I've been reported many times to Uber for reckless driving, and I always respond back. Are they from Houston? Because if they're from Houston, they know that this is how we drive in Houston. No, then I would report her. I report anyone who's a bad driver. Yeah, like if you're a bad driver. Like here's the thing: if you are a victim of circumstance and like you don't have money to fix up your car, but like you are a stellar. We've all gotten in cars where it's like, I hope this makes it. And then you go, I would trust you with my life. Like, if you're not, you, you can do both. You're not, that's not a victim of circumstance. That is also like, I'm not skilled at this thing that I have to do. But then if she doesn't drive, then she can't pay for her doctor bills, according to her. Well, also, my other question is, if she's a primary caretaker for her father, she should be getting government payments for she that. She should, but she doesn't live in the same state as him. Mm-hmm. So she's using the money to take care of him. Oh, you know, yeah. No, I would report her. Yeah, I agree. That's what I said to do, but it wasn't my account. So we'll see. I'm going to remind Catherine <laughs> because we we're, like we got out the car and literally like grabbed each other, afraid for our lives. Yeah. No, I I report any any Uber driver that is a poor driver, and it's like. Or they're like very aggressive and they're yelling at people. And I'm like, don't want to get shot. Mm-hmm. Like I have zero yeah. desire to do that. And like, this is not the instance that I want of that. Mm-hmm. That was terrifying. Yeah. Also, I just think like getting in anyone's car who's from the city and you're not there. Like I can guarantee any uh, tourist who comes to LA, we could get in the same Uber, Uber and they're shitting their pants. And I'm like, totally fine. I'm used to it. But like when I'm in a new city, we're zipping and zagging, stressful mm-hmm. as hell. Mm-hmm. Which I will say, Houston drivers, probably worse than East Side LA drivers, but... Sorry, West Side LA drivers are so much worse. Disagree. They're too slow. So they like don't know, like the second that things, like decisions have to be made, they're the people who like don't, or like when you get up to order and they go, oh, what's on the menu? And it's like, oh my God. See, I'm fine with that. Like People on the East Side don't look, don't put on blinkers. They know where they're going and they're going to get where they're going. Uh-uh. They're going to get there fast. Yesterday, I was on... The 10? or the Nope. 110? No shot, you were on the 134. Okay, maybe it's the 5. 
Um, but where where it's like take these exits to go downtown. Anyway, that place right there, there was an Aston Martin that got hit by a semi, but like their car was fine. But they just didn't move the car to the side of the road. They were just sitting in the middle of the street backing up traffic for no reason because they didn't want to move their precious car. Yeah, that's an Aston Martin problem. Mm -hmm. And this is why anytime you meet someone, specifically men with fancy cars, you say, oh my God, I love Mazdas. And they go, this isn't a Mazda. And you're like, it's got the little M. Cute. And then for an Aston Martin, you go, oh, Acura. I love that Acura. Adorable. Those are so cute. I don't know if they still made these. Is this the one with the commercial with the little gerbils? They're going to lose their mind. Gaslight. Gaslight people out of having these crazy expensive cars. If you have a car like that, get your ass off the fucking freeway. Get your yeah, ass that's, off that's of a, the freeway. That's a car you drive like in the On the city. coast. That's it. Get a drone. Drive it on the coast. Then turbo that shit. Like, do not put this on the freeway and then get upset car. When, freeway, yeah. when freeway shenanigans happen to your car. Yeah, that's a cruising car. You don't put a cruising car on the highway. Especially in LA when you're start, stop, go, start, stop. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we'll get into, but are you wrong? Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is 
your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We're back from our break and it's time to get into our next segment, which is, but are you wrong? And this is where you listeners will write in with your predicament, your situation where you would like us to be the jury and the judge. And we tell you if you are wrong. So 300 words or less, please. um, It is all anonymous, but include your age. And if you want to do some aliases for the other people involved in the story, please do so. Oh, and send it to, but am I wrong? At gmail.com. I was listening to an episode from July about a concert about concert etiquette and it reminded me of something that happened in August. My boyfriend and I went to a concert in Atlanta. It was a theater, so it was a fully seated venue. Almost my entire section stayed seated for about 60% of the concert. We were all getting up for the more hype songs and sitting down for slower stuff. Everyone was still having fun while seated, but the person directly in front of my boyfriend stood up the entire time. She stood up at the start of the first song while everyone stayed seated. My boyfriend got a little frustrated, but waited until breaking songs while the artists were getting water to ask the one if she would mind sitting down. She got upset immediately and told him he should just stand up and enjoy the concert. He explained that he would, but he couldn't, with blo- he couldn't without blocking more people's views. She just scoffs and turns back around. A few songs later, the woman behind my boyfriend tries to get the attention of the woman that's standing because her view is getting blocked too. She asks her if she would mind sitting down because her view is blocked. The standing woman gets mad and kind of sits on her chair. You know how theater seats fold down to sit? She was sitting on it while it was still up. So still a good torso higher than the people behind her. After one song, she was back to standing. Should she have sat down or were we being unreasonable? She should have sat down. Strong belief she should have sat down. Can she see? Is there someone in front of her? Because my question is, if you can't see, if you can see seated or standing, why would you want to stand so that other people can't see? These people also paid for tickets, you know? I might have a controversial take on this. I mean, my I've said it before and I'll say it again, but I think... We need to have sections that are not just like, oh, standing and seated in the sense that like you have a seat or you don't, but like in the seated sections, we should have sections that are, we are all going to sit while this is, we're here. And so therefore, if you stand, like you have to go somewhere else and versus then one that's like intermittent standing and sitting. And then ones that are like, we're going to just stand the entire time because it is uh, mobility issues. Like I'm not someone who can stand up like the whole time. And we all paid to go. But the issue is, is then I also think like it's kind of domino effect where it's like if one person is standing and then that person can't see, then they stand up and then the other people can't see. And so it's you're asking one person to like sacrifice their view for other people to have their view. I don't think that's like a I think that's kind of a more of a difficult choice. But I think if you don't have to stand and if you have to stand for like, you know, mobility things like you need to like stretch out tell the people who work there and they they will let you like, you know, stand off a little bit towards the side every couple songs if you need to stretch your legs and then sit back down. It's my belief system. I personally believe that I would enjoy concerts more if everybody sat down. Me too. But I understand that like in the same way that that person I was standing at that Adele concert and she was like, let them stand. I want to know who the artist is was because it's 40 percent that's a big chunk of people and you're saying that y'all are getting hype y'all people are standing up on more of the hype songs but like what if all the songs are her hype songs so it's like what's the justification of it there if y'all are standing like are the hype songs ones that are just like the ones that everybody knows from the radio or is she somebody that listens to all the cuts? And so like all of it was her jam. And if P 
people were standing for or they're like for a lot of it, then I feel like maybe y'all just weren't big fans as she might have been. You're making me realize that they did stand up for yes. other songs. It's just uh-huh. you were deciding which songs you were down to stand up for. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That this is a this is a it's a taste and preference mm-hmm. issue. Yeah. Hmm. So if every song was her hype song, so she's just supposed to sit down when y'all sit down. <laughs> so yeah. that's not fair to her. So either like I could understand if y'all were sitting most of the time, then cool. Like then you have that argument, but you were only sitting on the songs that you were hype about. And so she's supposed to follow your lead when you're behind her. I don't think that's fair to her. No, that's a good point because that at Taylor Swift, like I was saying, I was stoked that the people in front of me seemed to have similar taste in, a, a, as I did. But there were you like sometimes a person would uh-huh. stand up, but I'm standing up for the songs that I wanted. But I'm also being like, oh, you're sitting down. Cool. I can sit down and also still mm-hmm. enjoy my view. But yeah, I wouldn't be. There's no way I could ask someone because I'm also standing at other points. Then it's you're yeah. right that that doesn't. It's not there. There's your argument doesn't hold as much weight there because you're being like, can you actually sit when I want you to sit? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that you were in the wrong. I probably would have done the same thing that you did in the sense that like those are the songs I probably would have sat at. And I probably would have been like, I wish she had the same taste. and I wish she was sitting. But like that would be the extent of it because that's just wishing someone had the same favorite songs as you. Mm-hmm. Wow. And suddenly I'm on Melissa's side now. Welcome. It's nice to be here. All right. Next one. Hello, ladies. My sister scheduled her daughter's first birthday party on my son's actual birthday. She is fully aware that they share birthday month and she won't change her daughter's her daughter's party date because they already reserved a space at the park. I had planned on doing my son's party on his actual birthday since it falls on the weekend. She had suggested that we do a group party, but I don't want to do that since I know that all the attention would be on the one-year-old and not my three-year-old. Am I wrong for being mad? and wanting to still set up my son's birthday party on his actual birthday. Absolutely not. She's wrong. Like, she's just point blank wrong. I have nieces whose birthdays are one day apart. Big age gap, but they are one day apart. Like, they one's on the 15th, one's on the 16th. And whoever's birthday is, like, on that Saturday, if it's on a Saturday, then that's that person's birthday party. You don't schedule another birthday party on it unless one's in the morning and one's in the evening and so yeah like that you get first dibs on your actual birthday point blank period and that was very inconsiderate of her and inconsiderate of her nephew too that's mean yeah may the best birthday party win like i i would still throw the birthday party on the same day and I think the issue is, is that like you, if you're going to like die on this hill, you have to understand that like some people might pick that birthday party over your son's birthday party. And the, I know he's only three, you said, but like the level of petty that like, it might feel like a big get back to your family or friends or whatever, because you're still going to throw on the same day. If you do a vibe check and you find out that some people who you know he would really want to be there aren't going to be there, then pick a different day because I just don't think it's fair to use your... Because like, you it might not think he won't remember, but like it's just... it. Then there's tension around him. It has nothing to do with him 
but like a kid will feel that and other you you're not gonna take it on your kid but like other people might and it's just he didn't ask to be part of like a petty vendetta the same way a one-year-old didn't and so i think if you can't have a birthday party where you know that the people that he would want to be there and the people that you really want to be there for him aren't going to be there then i would pick another day and but still be pissed off as fuck and be like yeah i thought that was really shitty of her yeah because i don't i think like if you're able to, like if theirs is in the afternoon, maybe do it a little later because the family members are going to then have to pick like the other people in the family. So I just don't want, I wouldn't want to put them in that situation. And you didn't put them in the situation, your sister did. But I just think like being a bigger person for your kid is the move. But she sucks. Well, and because the sister can say, I asked her if she wanted to share the date for the birthday, but she didn't. So like, I don't think you should do that. I still think what she did was fucked up, but she can she can say that and use that. And you obviously know your family better, family members better than we do. But like, I could see that very quickly becoming like she's painting a specific narrative of you being difficult and other people might be susceptible to that yeah. and view it as like a kind thing that she offered to do when I don't, it's not. I'm sorry. That's terrible. Yeah, I'd be pissed. Also, what is a birthday party for a one-year-old that you have to book? It's like a big-ass family. She's not gonna, the thing is, the child isn't even going to remember it. All right, well, that's it for But Are You Wrong? Now we're going to take a break. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We're back from our break and it is time for but are they wrong i'm dreading this because this is one of those things about somebody who melissa can testify i've hated this person for a very long time you have but like this isn't a satisfying thing this is like oh god this person has been doing this on a platform in public for a very long time and like nothing's happening about it so i would like to nominate dak shepherd dak shepherd has a podcast with Monica Padman, who I love Monica Padman. And I started mm-hmm. listening to the podcast and I really liked her and I tried my best to continue listening. And I stopped years ago. And Melissa will literally even make jokes of being like, you know, that one guy you hate. And I mean, sometimes it's David Dobrik, sometimes it's Zach Shepard. Like there is, I said, I was like, I stopped listening. There's something about this man. There is something about him that is, I'm not cool with. And I like, like a lot of the guests he has on. I like a lot of the people there, but like, I, there's something about him. There is something about him. So he recently came into the news because on his podcast, Armchair Expert, he had Jonathan Van Ness, JVN, from Queer Eye. And if you see any of the headlines, basically they're talking and pretty quickly on, and I'm going to, a lot of this is from a BuzzFeed article titled, let me give a shout out to the writer of this because I will say, I read a Cosmopolitan article about this. And at the end, they're like, listen to the full podcast here. And I was like, I also was not liking how you were recapping this. And then I was like, let me go over to BuzzFeed. <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm. there we go. These are the, th- this is the description. These are the adjectives I like to hear. These are, this is, this is right. And we're not ending this by promoting, listen to the full app, ep- which is essentially implying, we'll listen to it in context. Um, and it is by Layla Mohammed, Leela Mohammed, titled Dak Shepard and Jonathan Van Ness had an incredibly heated discussion about trans rights and gender affirming care, and it left Jonathan in tears. This basically all started because Jonathan had said that in their belief system that uh, they think that right-wing ideologies are really stemmed from a lack of education. Dax disagreed, 
stating that people on the right simply, quote unquote, have a difference of opinion. They are conservative. They don't like how quickly the country's changing. I understand that. I can sympathize with that. They have different fears than we do. It's not because they're dumb or uneducated. They have a difference of opinion. Jonathan then was like, well, misinformation and disinformation also plays a huge role in their thinking, especially when it comes to gender affirming care and access to abortion. So then it led into a debate, quote unquote debate, about the political leanings of the New York Times, which is more right leaning or left leaning. And Jonathan argued that it was far more right because of the anti-trans content that the New York Times has been writing, which is factually just true. That's not a basis of (laughs) opinion. That is anyone who has followed, like, that is what they are writing. And said they're anti-trans. They platform multiple anti-trans people. And uh, this is where, thank you, BuzzFeed, they gave them the reference. For reference, the New York Times has previously been called out by GLAAD for its inaccurate biased coverage of trans people. And 10,000, not 10,000, I can't read numbers, a thousand New York Times contributors and tens of thousands of subscribers signed an open letter condemning the outlet's coverage of transgender, transgender identity. So Dax didn't agree with that and suggested uh, that the support of trans rights is a quote-unquote huge spectrum and that the publication was simply quote-unquote challenging the ideas around trans rights, such as, you know, the access for teens to receive hormone blockers, which, again, there are cis kids who receive hormone blockers. And when, or hormone, like, when we get to a certain age, what pretty much everybody is on some form of hormone. Mm-hmm. Then Dak said, the whole notion that to be critical or to even think or to even question it makes you the enemy. I don't think that's the way forward. And Jonathan then responded saying, I feel like I'm talking to my dad and started to go on and discuss like the dis- the dangers of the misinformation when it comes to trans people. And then it got into the topic of trans athletes and saying what the right wing media has been portraying that trans athletes are absolutely completely dominating all of that was like this is just not true and this is it you're believing that and hearing that and regurgitating this information is you are hearing like propaganda and anti-trans coverage that this is not based in fact but it is being reported in fact from publications essentially that you're viewing as left-leaning and like this is what i'm telling you like this is missing missing disinformation so And then saying, all I'm saying about what we know about misinformation and disinformation is when you have an outsized reaction to something, there's a good chance that you're being exposed to misinformation and disinformation. And a lot of the rhetoric around the anti-trans backlash does have a lot of misinformation and disinformation in it. I'm not calling you a transphobe. You cannot be transphobic and still have thoughts that espouse espouse trans misogyny and espouse transphobic ideologies and beliefs. This went on for more than 20 minutes of this conversation and talked about, again, trans kids and athletes being in sports. And Jonathan said that like I'd, I'd love if we could talk about this in depth on my podcast, which is a much better format to have these conversations um, mm-hmm. because coming in as the guest with all of the knowledge and information into a space that is like clearly not safe for that and like wants to challenge that is like not the, not safe at all for Jonathan specifically. And then Dax apologized for the tangent and said, did not, he did not intend to start a heated debate. I adore you. I think that you're hysterical and talented. And I love that you're an activist, which all of this, all of this shit um, made Jonathan cry, saying I could just cry because I'm so tired of having to fight for little kids because they just want to be included. I just wish that people were as passionate about little kids being able to be included or grow up as they were 
about fictitious women's fairness in sports. I have to tell you, I am very tired. I'm scared of the vitriol that trans people face every day. And I'm really glad this is getting a lot of people talking about this and writing this because it has had a lot of people who have listened to Armchair Expert much longer than I have come out and say, this man is trash. I was picking up on bad vibes and little sprinklings, but not any of these things. So let's get into what he has done. So he did an episode talking about Taylor Swift and goes on to be like, why does John Mayer get shit for dating people, but like not Taylor? And then says, she collects famous men. Then Monica brings up, you've dated more famous people than Taylor. And then he's like, no, no, no. And she goes, no, Dax, like, I know you personally. Like, people in public, they, they, the audiences know everybody. You've dated a lot of people publicly, but like, you've dated far more people privately. Like, you've done that. Then he starts um, changing the goalpost and being like, well, no, no, no. It's just like, you know, I understand that slut shaming is like real for women, but why does Taylor Swift not get any of this heat? And then like, John Mayer gets all this heat. And it's like, first of all, she gets so much heat. What are you talking about? John Mayer doesn't get virtually any heat. And he's like, no, 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 he does. And then Monica brings up, well, no, it's mostly a large bit of it is about the age difference. And he said, well, he dated Jennifer Aniston. Oh, okay. So because the guy dates one woman over 40, therefore he has never actually dated anybody who was of an alarmingly young age. Like it's like PEMDAS, it cancels each other out. And it's like literally, sir, no, not once ever. And then he brings up, about how he did it, Ashley Olsen, and was like, but Ashley, you know, Ashley was not a normal 20, 22-year-old. Like, she, like, she had already started a fashion, like, she did all of this stuff. To basically to imply that if you've lived enough life, you are, your brain is essentially fully developed. And like, so mm-hmm. therefore, you're a science, a medical marvel. And it's like, oh, you're using this to defend ahead of the time already about how, you know, these age gaps are not really, and he was like, well into his 30s when he was It's the same her. argument that, Chloe used when Kylie was dating all those men when she was like 16 dating grown men that was the same argument that Chloe used no and I have friends who've dated guys who are way older and I know the reason they've dated them because they're way older is because they had to grow up way too fast it is not mm-hmm. a so it's fine I'm going like so this is how we got here yeah <laughs> like as I've said the Olsen twins had countdowns to when they turned 18 there were men literally waiting even mm-hmm. Ashton Kutcher made a joke about it, too. Speaking of, guess who his bestie is? Hmm. Ashton Kutcher. Um, they look like they'd be best friends. Yep. He's who got him his first big break. I guess he was on Punked or something like that. Um, and then someone was making a TikTok commenting about this. And someone commented being like, they're not really friends. And like his uh, like Dax's true friends like aren't famous people. I click on the profile. It's this guy who's like a server. Like he does like serving content. Like I train servers. I click on his Instagram. This man is at every, I'm sure he was the one taking the photo at that long ass table with all of Mm. the white people on the dock and shit. Mm -hmm. Like he's at every holiday. He's on every trip with Kristen and Dax. Like he's there. And I'm like, the whole thing you took away from this information is that he's not that close to the Ashton country. Like that's the only part you're going to comment on. Like, good God. So also he has been uh, in an interview. Someone asked Kristen Bell, like, oh, how often, like you two married, like you must be laughing all the time, Kristen. She was like, oh, I'm laughing like all the time. He's so funny. He makes me laugh. And they said, Dax, you so lucky to be with such a funny woman. Like, she's so funny. He goes, I mean, she's not funny. Like, she doesn't make me laugh. Excuse me? Excuse me? Also, allegedly, she cannot get tattoos because he does not find them attractive on women. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So then we get into the Kelly Clarkson episode. And when I tell you my jaw was on the fucking floor, and when I Googled this, Melissa, nobody wrote about this. That pe- people on TikTok are the only people I've seen. The I was looking up articles, and the only articles were coming up was uh, Kristen Bell lets her kids um drink non-alcoholic beer and i'm like why can't there's nothing about kelly clarkson in this 
I'm searching Dax Shepard, armchair expert, Kelly Clarkson. Nobody was writing about this. So thank you to like the, I saw probably like a dozen TikTok, TikToks like about this specifically. I will be shocked if this episode is not pulled by the time that like this episode comes out. So Kelly Clarkson's on, which America's true sweetheart, like the 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 absolute b- most beloved woman in the whole world. So the fact that like they didn't pick, and like she gets written about so much. So like the fact that she, this is not being written about anywhere makes me think that it is intentionally not being written about. Like people are not letting them write, like of all the people to write about, you do headlines about what Kelly Clarkson's talking about. Like she's talking about her divorce, she's talking about all this shit. There is nothing, nothing. So the specific context for this um, apparently came from like a different episode where Dax and Monica were talking about this and then it gets, and people, the audience was uncomfortable with it and then it gets brought up again on the episode with Kelly Clarkson. So I don't know the official lead up into this conversation. So it's going to sound really fucking stark. I'm going to assume it's the, by the nature of what this is. Like, I don't know a normal segue or one that wouldn't feel like really fucking weird, but just know that like it might be slightly less weird because there is a preamble that I can't give you. So Monica says that, you know, what she knows for sure that like if they're going to jail for something, she knows like, I think they're talking about like the future of something like we can't know anything for sure. And she's like, well, I know something for, I know for sure I would never. Um, oh, and sorry, trigger warning for rape. Monica says, I know for sure, like I would never sexually assault someone. Like I could tell you like me now, me tomorrow, me any day, like I'm that I'm never going to do that. And Dax goes, no, 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 hold up. You actually, you don't know that. And she's like, no, no, I would never. And Kelly was like, yeah, I would never. And Dax is like, no, 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 let me paint you a picture. And again, it's clear that they've already had this conversation. And she's like, oh my God. And she, it's like saying essentially like offhand to Kelly being like, he keeps saying, and I'm like, no, it's not a thing. And he's like, no, no, Kelly, Kelly, let's get Kelly's insight. And he describes in detail about how her celebrity crush is Matt Damon. And how if Matt Damon was over at her house, he had too much to drink. He can't, like, he can't drive home. And he passes out on her couch. And Kelly's like, I'd be like, cool, nice, see you tomorrow. Like, go to my fucking room. And he goes, no, 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 come on, come on, come on, come on. You know, you don't want him to sleep in his shoes. And she's like, I don't give a shit if he's wearing shoes. Like, he, like, if he got too drunk at my house, it's his own fucking problem. They're like, you, you you take his shoes off and you're like, okay, you set them aside. And then you're like, oh, he's so uncomfortable. And he's saying it like this. He's saying it like, oh, so uncomfortable. He's wearing jeans. You take his jeans off. And they're both like, no, like literally nothing about this is sexy. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. And you find out, and he specifically uses this, he's raw dogging in those jeans. And you just, you want to stare and like, you don't know what's going to happen. And they're both like, no, nothing is going to happen. Like, I, that is not sexual. That is not hot. That is, I'm not attracted to any part of that. And they're like, people got upset with them laughing. And I think like, as women, we have to acknowledge when women laugh uncomfortably in Mm -hmm. um, a room where the man has all of the power. Yep. And specifically, I think we also need to note that the power that the woman specifically, whose co-host has Monica, is she's the editor. Monica mm-hmm. could have cut this out. Monica did not cut this out. Mm-hmm. So Monica's either so desensitized to this bullshit or is breadcrumbing. And then si- this is a breadcrumb the size of a goddamn fucking dinner roll. People to be yeah. like, look at what I'm dealing with. I've and done I'm, that before. Tell on yourself. Exactly. And I'm just like, women, we're smart. Stop lumping us in as like, oh, they're laughing because they also find it funny. This is also Kelly fucking Clarkson who comes on and it's like the studio, as far as when I was listening, it was like in a garage over his part of his house. Mm -hmm. Like you were in his home. Okay. 
Um, and they said, like, not sexy, nor would we ever do that. And then they said, you know, like, you're thinking like a man, which people also got upset with. Like, you're not thinking like a man, you're thinking like a rapist. To that, I say one and the same. I don't think that they're not calling him a rapist. I think they're use they're calling him a man who is viewing this in that way. And I'm actually glad they specifically used that phrasing because he said, well, no, obviously I couldn't do this as a guy because, you know, you know, the world, society, that, but as a woman, you de- like, I definitely could. And it's like, so you mean to say that you understand that as a man, this, you're thinking this would quote unquote be considered dicey if you did this as a man and you have that, you have that knowledge, but you're saying as a woman, you, 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 you should be doing that. And then says that like, it, it just wouldn't fly in today's climate and all of these. Forever. Yeah. No, it's rape. Like, sir, you're describing, you're describing rape. And in all of these circumstances, all the stuff with JVN, Taylor Swift and Kelly Clarkson, every single thing is, it's just interesting or just to play devil's advocate for a second, or I, I'm just, I'm just asking questions. And let's just say for argument's sake, and he's just basically going, AKA, um, I'm about to say something awful. And if you get upset, that's on you because I'm actually just an intellectual and it's not that deep. And it's like, shut the fuck up. The devil doesn't need an advocate. We've been over this before. But truly, stop talking. Or if you're going to keep talking like this, where the fuck is everybody else who's not reporting on this shit? Like, I'm so, so glad that... I'm not glad that JVN had to go through any of this, but the fact that this is actually getting press and people are actually writing about this because I don't even... The amount of shit that he has been saying on his podcast for years that I stopped listening, I didn't hear about, I haven't seen anybody write about, this shit is awful and horrific and it's not funny whatsoever. No. So, fuck this man. Close friends with Ashton Kutcher, so birds of a feather. Yeah, this is like he, and I said, I made a tweet about this um, where someone had, someone said, it's not just a someone, it's like the gun rights activist, Shannon Watts. Mm-hmm. She is the former president of Moms Demand Action. I've had her on podcast before. So she quote tweeted the article with JVN saying, Dax Shepard said he couldn't have me on his podcast because guns are too controversial. To which I quote tweeted saying, Hollywood is broken up into two sects. One, theater kids. Two, people who got lucky. The latter come from red states with alt-right friends and family they excuse. And a similar fan base they make sure not to ostracize. They marry seemingly progressive white women and that is their liberalism. He has been hiding behind his wife and her notion, like what, and also again, as a white woman, white woman liberalism is not the same thing. Like there's a lot of unpacking we have to do in that on our own, but like the only proximity he has to being progressive is his wife's progressiveness. Mm-hmm. And he also hates her for it. You can tell when he's doing these interviews saying that she's not funny and all of this shit. It's very much Chris Pratt on Affairs Energy. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that man. Well, you were right this whole time. I. <laughs> you didn't doubt me though. I didn't doubt you. I just didn't have, I didn't, I couldn't tell you one thing that he's been in. Most when I tell you that that is the top comment on someone saying the best thing he's been in. And that was dot, dot, dot on. And it's everyone just wife. said, is what? Yeah. The only thing we know about. I, yeah, I just know about, I know about him because of his wife and then because of his podcast, but that's more because of Monica. I've also had her on the podcast, on a podcast. She's wonderful. We should get her yeah. on this podcast or don't blame me. It's going to be, you know what I'm going to do? I need, I need my middle of the night. I need to steal the, I need to steal chicks in the office from Barstool. 
And I also need to steal Monica from Armchair Expert. I'm like, rescue these women. But you know, he also gives me a red flag. Thinking about it now, I think one of the things is, I think it was after the episode he did with his mom. And his mom was a very um, incredibly strong woman, like left an abusive relationship. And like the way she spoke about all of these things that like the definition of like my, I come from, like my mother was the fucking backbone. And a man who surrounds himself with a let's say five, five incredibly strong women, he thinks he is untouchable. Mm -hmm. He thinks that that is like a glossy sheen over his entire identity, everything he says, everything he does. Like, mm -mm. if if I see you as like a cishet man and the only people you have are just strong women in your corner, I don't need to hear from you then. (laughs) Like, you have these women in your corner? Then these women, then, then, then you platform them. You do all of this. You don't hire them all to work underneath you to lift you up. You don't hire them on. You don't bring them on to make you look good. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Awful. Yep. Hmm. All right. Well, my turn. It's not as serious, but. We need some levity. Yeah, it's not funny either, but <laughs> it's just not as serious. So um, there's this woman on TikTok that goes by the handle Bev Speaks, and she calls herself Auntie Bev. And uh, her full name is Beverly Mahone. She considers herself this vocabulary expert. This is why I've never seen these TikToks. <laughs> she makes these videos of herself saying a word, using it in a sentence, giving it the definition. She's like a walking dictionary. And when I first saw her a couple years ago, I was like, cool, you know, I'm not great at saying words, but <laughs> but I'm good. Like, I, I know a lot of words. I just can't vocalize them. So this will be, you know, a good follow for me to have. Then the more videos of her that I saw, the more I realized that she was like condescending and thought that she was better or superior to other people because of the way that she spoke. She went to a Wendy's, took out her camera and she was in a uh, drive through at the intercom part. And she berated this person through the drive through for having a bad book vocabulary in Auntie Bev's mind. The woman said, order when ready. Which, you know, you're going through a typical drive-in. That's what they're going to say. And then Beverly just yells, order when ready. That's how you greet your customers. I'm not ordering. Then she drives up to the window and records the actual workers and told them that she was reporting them to their superiors. And they're like, you said you weren't ordering. Why are you recording us? That was one of three incidents. Then she went to the dollar store and made this video about a woman that was working there saying, if your vocabulary is limited, you are going to be limited in the job opportunities for you. Get your vocabulary together so your job opportunities will be limitless, not limited, condescending. And then she posted, it was just the worst thing, and this happened recently. She posted a video of an unhoused person sleeping on the street, and she's standing in front of them and she goes, the word of the day is penarius. And what does that word mean, you may ask? I am asking. Well, penarius means poverty-stricken or very poor. And she's saying this as she's standing in front of this person. And the thing is, this isn't the first video with this word that she's posted. This is the third video. The last, it's like with each video, she's getting a little bolder. The first video, 
she was on vacation in the Dominican Republic and she's just sitting on her balcony. But she said, Mark is a penurious man who can't pay his water bill. Therefore, he collects rainwater in order to take a bath. And then the second video she made, she was just like, it looked like she was recording B-roll of unhoused people. And as they were on the street, and said, if you saw someone under these circumstances, you might describe them as penurious. And I'm just like, ma'am, you need to change. If this name wasn't already taken and that person isn't really a Karen, you need to change your name to Auntie Karen. Because that is who you are. And you think you're better than all these people. It's giving like a superiority complex just because you can talk that you're able to talk well that doesn't make you above anybody so like go have a seat and she's still posting things she took that the one where she's standing in front of the unhoused person down but all the rest of them are up the one where she goes to wendy's and to dollar store are still up and then she's posting more and asking people to buy stuff from her too just bad hmm. vibes that was somebody had a bad vibe about and i quickly unfollowed them she was asking people to buy things from her. Do you think that that's giving poor energy? Poverty stricken? Might. It might. Ugh. Also, that big of a vocabulary doesn't change the fact that your personality sucks and you're just a fucking bitch. And a, yeah, you're a, a nasty, complete... a nasty bitch. Mm-hmm. Ugh. You're, na- you're like a nasty troll, like a, na- like a witch, like a foul, nasty, like, ugh, get out of here. You'd think you'd use that vocabulary for, like, something better. Also, we don't need man on the street. Just open and a dictionary what, she and read it She literally just goes loud. and stands in front of people as they're doing things. And she's like, let me look up what this can be. Because there's one where she's standing in front of a, a liquor store and these people are loading um, beverage, beverages in their car. And she says something smart about them. But I'm like, ma'am, you have food on your face. Yeah. But also, a lot of us could open a dictionary and read a dictionary. Like, this is not. Yeah. We're not grading essays. This is We're just not like, grading essays, but she's also repeating. Like, she's just making the same content. Like, it's the same words. Yeah. And like, you got these words from a dictionary. Mm-hmm. And now you're just reading those words here. Like, and then you're using them in a sentence just how they use them in a sentence in the dictionary. Yeah. Like this isn't like a grammar or linguistic sort of deep dive discussion and that kind of breakdown. Like we're just reading. It is. But she also, the way that she says things, is just very class classes in the way that she even um, expresses the things that she's saying. It also seems like she films a lot of young people, too. And I, it's just giving very, like, you G- Gen Zs, look at you. That's why she wants to be called Auntie. Oh, specific. Yeah. She wants mm-hmm. people to look up to her. Yep. This is, like, my literal, like, worst. There's nothing I hate more than people who have to, like, correct everyone on everything. hmm Because, like, we're not having a conversation then. Like, you're oh, redlining yeah. my dialogue. Like, we're, I'm not getting to know you. You're not getting to know me. Like, this conversation is not progressing forward. It's not realistic. And I wonder how she is in her everyday life. She like specifically enunciates the way she says things and talks down. It's bad. Yeah. She's also filming an Amazon 
delivery driver who mm-hmm. has two prosthetic legs and the caption that says this is what resilience looks like and it's like i saw you coming out here to deliver and it's like let me accost my big word bev let me accost the <laughs> delivery driver and have him be- become a, a quote-unquote in- inspiration for disability like yeah this that that really aligns with the condescending kind of thing that like disabled people existing are just inspirational yeah it's like the people that have the that do that red carpet where they roll it out do you know what i'm talking about there's people that walk around with a red carpet and then they roll it out and have people walk across it like i guess they think it's makes people feel special or something i don't know but they just put one out that was like inclusion and it was like people in wheelchairs or people with crutches and stuff and i was like why they're just existing (laughs) just people it's just no no no. we have to we have to let you know that we actually don't see you as people so we're gonna specially include you now to then we're saying look we see you we don't actually normally see you as humans but like here you are now i'm telling you you have your own little subsection of right just include them with your other videos that you don't have to make a special inclusion one it's gross fucking gross and also yeah you're right the framing of all of this just being like how do you pronounce these words and telling people just like say these say these say these there's nothing there's no like interesting nuance of like the oh isn't it like some people say pop instead of soda or like coupons versus coupon it's just like oh no we're correcting Mm -hmm. all right well that's the end of the show oh we have an update oh yeah so we have an update Okay, so I wrote in about our petty friend, Rachel, and oh, wow, did you guys manage to peek into my subconscious and glean so many accurate observations from what I felt like was so little information. The quote-unquote group of associates that call themselves friends comment had my jaw on the floor. So damn accurate. Honestly, you're both just so goddamn right. It's tricky because there's so much nuance and detail that I couldn't include that made all of this a little bit more crunchy than it sounded in 300 words. But it was actually so useful to hear your perspective on the straight facts rather than all the distracting side shit I was bringing into it. Side note, the event is tomorrow and it's going to rain all day and be freezing. Karma's a relaxing thought. P.S. Sorry, it took me a while to actually listen to and respond. I have a toddler which distracts from such activities at times. Honestly, thanks again. I think I need that to snap me back into my original outrage. I love when that happens where people like will write in and it takes a while for us to get around to it. And they've kind of like, whether moved past it or like kind of put it in a box and they listen to it again, they go, I am pissed as fuck about that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? I am mad. And like, I love that. Thank you for shining the light on this. I love it. I love when we get to reignite some rage in some people. But I'm glad you realize that these people aren't your actual friends. Yeah. And so sometimes it's good to hear it from when you even think that you're like, oh, I'm not giving them enough information. They're probably going to say something like I should have included this. And it goes, oh, shit. In something that I don't think I gave you even all of it or enough of it for you, for me to think you're going to be on the side I want you to be on. You're already so far there. Like, damn. Thank you for writing in. Anyone, no need to apologize if it takes you a while to like, whether you listen to your own call or write in. Like, we've had updates from people that's like, I called in two years ago. (laughs) We love (laughs) this. Succubus. Yeah. We hope you all enjoyed this episode. As always, please leave us a review and subscribe. Make sure you can get like notified and put us in your feed so you always hear us. And the voting for last week's episode, the results will be up tomorrow in that episode of Fisting Friday. And if you want to vote for everything we talked about on this episode, that will be up 
pretty soon. I'm getting pretty good. I'm saying uh, I'm go- I'm getting yeah. my back on my schedule. Yeah, good job. I'm back on my shit. So you should check out our Instagram. Make sure you're following us in case it is not up on Friday, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it will be up and you can vote. And as always, just send us a little message if you like vote a different way or if you vote the same way that we do, if you have a reasoning for it or maybe you know something else awful that Dak Shepard has done and you're like, listen to this. We would love to listen to that and share that and read that. You can also tag us on things online or send us DMs. A couple people sent DMs of something that I was originally going to do. And then the Dax thing came out. So I, I'm glad that you are all wanting to hear about it because I, it is a hyperfixation of mine that we will talk about probably next week. And yeah. Anything else? That's it. Well, we hope you all enjoyed. Join the Patreon. Tell us how pretty we are. And funny. Mm-hmm. We will circle back. Goodbye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.